dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. So, I have news. Me too. Um, but before we get to news, Nick, what are you drinking? I am very excited for today. Uh, for a couple of days now, I've been looking for the limited edition Bush Latte Peach. And uh, it's a quick drink. <clears throat> Fantastic. Very peach forward. Doesn't, you know, I mean, if you're not a Bush Light drinker or, Bud Light, or a light beer drinker, but you like the fruity things, it's a great beer for you, right? Uh, you won't know that you're drinking a beer aspect of things. You're literally just drinking some type of, like I would compare it to what you're about to tell us that you're drinking. Um, I can't say as sweet though, right? No, you're definitely not as sweet as mine. Yeah, but uh, really, you know, so hey, if you if you don't like things that sweet, right, then definitely go with a bush light peach and have fun with it. So so I've been gifted a bush, bush light peach from you. I don't usually yeah. like bush. Yeah. But uh bush latte very peachy this is not bad like i can still get the undertones of bush that i don't like sure but there's a lot of peach there to like yeah when i'm done with those my my lightness tonight yeah uh a smirnoff iced pink lemonade and a green apple yeah so i will be enjoying some fruity things myself here i candy what are you drinking I mean, all of might have a little bit of a fruit undertone, just not quite as light as you guys. Oh, I mean, it's the stuff I've been drinking lately. Start with the soft parade, and then after that, I've got uh, it's the what green zebra, yeah, the ghost style variety pack from Founders. Yeah. Oh, supporting supporting the local breweries, unlike you guys who are supporting the mass produced. That's a fact. Um, yep, I I do pre- I do support the one that gives me the cheapest. Normally, this was no, this was expensive. This this was yeah. So I'm not afraid to admit. You know, it's supposed to be on sale for twenty two dollars for the case. Um, here in Michigan, if you had the sales tax, it puts me at like twenty five, twenty six, or no, sorry, yeah, and then uh, and deposit three dollars for deposit for my thirty rack that I got, um, and I paid thirty seven dollars for this, so. Um, did you see Meyer has uh, Bud Light and it has like a fifteen dollar mail in rebate? Everybody said fifteen, but the one that printed out for me was only a ten dollar rebate, which is fine. I'm, I still paid eight dollars for twenty four. I right. bought one this weekend, <laughs> so. And... Uh, if I come in on uh, up Sunday or Saturday and jump in, it's cool. Yeah, maybe he'll have a peach latte left for me. Uh, so yeah, you have to check the fridge if there's one in there. I mean, there should be. I don't see a reason. I, I told him after my games on Saturday, I might just head straight there and jump in fully clothed because I'm it's going to be so fucking hot. Yeah, so it's been a hot week. It's been good. Um, Still in the middle of getting everything perfect, but we don't give a shit. Oh, I think the heat you're having this week will help warm it up. Yeah, I mean, but as I say, we keep having to dump it all into the road and stuff because we're vacuuming and fill it back up with water. So keeps it cool. They went swimming last night. Of course, I don't swim unless other people are really there and I have to, but... Um, so, like, when I come over. Yeah, like, limited. I mean, very limited. You know, I probably use the pool 
you know, the year of COVID, I, I swear, I used we it. We learned it a lot. Oh, shit, and I probably used it. Um, but oh, what? There was the 4th of July when it was literally you be a god. And he had yeah. yeah. Nick and Courtney left. Yeah. I, I say, I just, I probably average in my pool twice a year, right? And people so, people don't realize, like, how much I don't, like, I just maintain the damn thing. I, I would be in that it. thing all the fucking time. No. No. I, all the fucking time. I don't like getting, well, and then. I don't know. Like if I make a full day, That's of it, if, if I, I start out drinking, you, Nick, I would help you with the maintenance. Yeah, I say. Um, I would be in there all the time. If I, if I, you know, if I am intending, if I know we have to go nowhere, if any, like, I don't mind doing it as a full activity, right? But just to get out and get in and do this and that's just not my kind of thing, right? Because you know, like you look at last night, they were. I have to you get out. You learned right? Yeah. Yes. David, I sit in the pool wall and you bring us the edge. I'm good well, for that. You know, I got I to gotta get out and go fucking cook, right? And then I then I dry it off. And if I want, I hate getting wet, dry, wet, wet, dry. You know, it just bugs me. I don't like rain because you get wet a little bit at a time, right? Like, I, so when I was, then you saw me, up. you saw me at the uh, beer and donut fest when yes. it was that sprinkle and I'm just sitting out there enjoying it. I was happy. <laughs> Not me, my friend drunk being happy that was just enjoying the fact that it was a like perfect little light rain on a spring day well like my last couple years of high school mike would come over and and literally you know we'd have five six guys there and what we would do is we'd play basketball in the driveway for an hour or so go hop in the pool for an hour or two yeah go back to the driveway basketball basketball, basketball, yeah then go back to the driveway for another hour basketball and then go back into the pool and that was our drying off was playing playing basketball yeah Oh man! I mean, that's what we did. Nick, what is your new opening? So, uh, my new opening with my new beer for the day yes. um, is uh, thank you everybody for listening to us. Our numbers are really growing. Uh, what helps us do that is when you like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, we appreciate it. So, um, all the support is is very much appreciated. I will say that our beer and donut fest review, yeah, very popular. Good, and we picked up in the last couple of weeks 32 new listeners in singapore yeah so new subscribers that's that's amazing you gotta love it i don't care where they come from all i, I care about is we have them i don't either and hopefully they you're understand you're an international you're an internationally known podcast yep. yeah so basically the last 30 days 32 downloads in singapore so i don't know if it's 32 people or just 32 downloads. Sure. you know we'll say that um three in germany india Cambodia and the Philippines, two in Canada and one in Japan. So yeah. we're international and you gotta like that. I do. I enjoy we are pesos and cervezas, baby. And yes, so, we did, so you went, let me go. So you said Germany, Canada, Japan, Japan, Philippines, Cambodia, India, and Singapore. They uh they call well, us Mr. You are on well, because you've got people, you've got the one guy in Australia that sometimes follows yes. yeah you've got somebody in south america don't you yep yeah at this point you've got five of seven continents i think i can get antarctica i'm working on a guy on tiktok that works on yeah, the, uh, it's just, the south pole yeah. thing there was the the one you shared with me yeah where he no, there's Coca-Cola. In south yeah. africa too is that follows you guys isn't there uh we have had some listeners in south africa yes so you were six continents at this yep. point you just oh, oh. need literally just need somebody who's hanging out in those, you know, climate control climate stations down in. Antarctica. Well, you know, and I don't know if if our numbers will be picked up as Antarctica. Probably not. No, Looks like I'm traveling. Uh, there you go. 
I mean, I'm going to travel there just to get us to download, just so we can be Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. So, DJ. So I thought that was really exciting that we put the Buxton Brew 720. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's really, really exciting. All right. So this might sound like a fun. I want to start this episode by telling you my little bits of life. Um, We're going to do a lot of that today, I think. So I have been having a really good time because I asked you this question actually last week. So what people don't understand is I don't actually usually listen to my radio anymore um, in my car. But for some reason, I kind of turned it on. Music's just really annoying to me right now. So I found a talk show. And I happened to start listening and it happened to be on 106.9. Yeah. And I was like, hey, David, is uh, is this a, a pretty Republican channel? Because, right, the, some of the things they're saying. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it is. So I've been listening to it. And again, I'm very open-minded. I'm very, and again, fiscally conservative like crazy, right? People think. Even that, that it, because we wear this. I've had this conversation. The Republican politicians aren't truly fiscally conservative. Correct. Right. They're well, just fiscally for the rich people. Let's right. uh, and I don't know who the hell I was listening to. I don't want to give them a shout out because I don't really care. Um, but so I was listening to it kind of on the way here, and it, it is about today's topic, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the, the debt ceiling. Um, we're talking about that a little bit more and some other stuff. But what I'll say is uh, you know, I was like, man, how great would it be for us to listen to something of their little talk show and then just talk about each individual thing about whatever and then all of a sudden he goes yeah the politicians that are in office you can't trust any of them mm-hmm. he goes look as a normal american i'm a handshake guy and i was like dude i'm a handshake guy i was like if we say we have a fucking deal we have a deal right because he's like i don't want to give the example but i went to go buy something and we're like great we're going to keep it up and if we get a better offer we'll let you know and he's like that's not a fucking deal then right like that's a hey i have a rebound if i need it kind of a thing so i was like yeah, see, like, I definitely am a handshake person, right? Mm-hmm. I just bought a trailer okay. <laughs> um, a couple days ago, and the lady didn't have the keys with her uh, for the door, and f- there was a trailer lock, so we couldn't actually hook up to it. And she's like, hey, I have to go do this. But anyway, so I gave her I gave her 500 bucks, and I was like, here, I'll pay you the rest when I get back. That way we're both, you know, understanding. She's like, oh, no, no I'm just right there. And I was like, no, handshake. This is what it is. Like, I shook her hand. I shake everybody's hand. Like, that's a deal to me, right? Once you shake a hand, it's a deal. Why do I think this is going south? No, it went perfect. Oh, okay. So we, we went out to dinner. She went and picked up the keys and all that. And she's like, oh, once you left, she my daughter pulled into the driveway five minutes later. I was like, we needed food. Our kid had to eat. She had to go to bed. Because we picked it up on a Sunday night, I think, or whatever. Yeah. Or Sorry, Monday. Mon- yeah, Monday. Memorial Day. Night. Yeah. So then she had school Tuesday. And uh, it worked out perfect. But I'm just saying, like, I, again, being me, mm-hmm. I don't think of being a shitty person. I don't think that people don't understand a handshake. People don't live by this rule. I'm very the opposite. Right. <laughs> say, hey, if you're here, first one to get it, right? I expect somebody's going to fuck me over. Well, I say, and, and me, like, you know, that's why, like, I am so used to bullying to get what I want, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, when you put the words first come, first serve, oh, somebody's coming to look at it wait, you put first come first serve, but somebody's coming to look at it. Like which one of the two is it? Right. Yeah, I'll be there first. I have cash in hand. This is what I have. Take my money. I, if it's that good of a deal, right. I have no problem being the first one there. Right. I crashed my motorcycle one time for a fucking cell phone. (laughs) Well, I did that with, I was at, I was helping a friend. They were at like a small little art fair and they had a little, you know, booth and I was kind of helping them. And 
across the street, there was a garage sale. This was not long after I'd bought the first house I had owned back when. And, you know, talking to them, I'm like, I go over there, I'm like, it might be something cool. And they had like one of those like little giant style ladders. Oh, yeah. In their garage sale. And I'm like, you know, I just bought a house. I really need a ladder. I don't have any cash on me. Would you be willing to hold it, you know, knowing that I would pay your deal? They said, you know, they sure. Then, like, somebody, like, immediately comes behind me, and they're, like, manage your hands. I was still trying to work it out. And somebody said, you know, they were there. They had all the, they like, could we buy it? You know, we have the money now. Can we buy it? And, and the person's like, well, I'm like, you know what? They have cash in hand. You don't know me. You may not trust that I, and I may not be able to come back with cash in like four hours. I'm like, I, I'm hoping I can, but mm. you know, See, something they came up, come up that keeps me from coming back. I don't, I don't have that. I mean, I guess if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I mean, right? If I get in a car crash, she said a point where like I mean, I can do at that thing right. longer than I had planned to or would. But right, like, like, you me, know what? I'm like, take the person who will give you the money. When I say, trust me, I say that to people all the time. You know, um, here's on a, a quick personal level of this type of a thing, right? Let me pull it up. Um, so, right, we all know I'm struggling with weight loss right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't like, we all? Like crazy. And uh dude posted, hey, looking for somebody above a certain weight and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, man, send your post about losing weight or helping lose weight. He's like, tell me your story. We're looking to help reach out to one or two people. Um, I was like, don't waste, your, don't waste a spot on me, man. He's like, boy, what do you, why do you say that? And I was like, because one or two people, I'd rather give them the the opportunity for success, right? Because that's just how I think. Like, don't waste my spot, you know. Because if I can't think to myself that I'm going to commit 100 percent and dis, I don't want to dis. Well, that's that the hard part. For like, that time, it, right? This guy, you don't, you don't know who he is. He could be like, well, first thing you need to do is stop drinking beer. Well, yeah, let's say which. And, Second and, thing and, you need to do is stop eating hot dogs. Yeah. Same, you're gonna be like, lot. you know what? You just, <laughs> you, just, you just crossed by two lines of the sand. Right. Oh man, I don't want to talk about sad news. So you remember I was a vegan for nine months. Yeah. Um. So I'll give Brad a shout out. Uh, guy I used to work with his name was Brad. Um, I'm. It was Memorial Day. I waited. Yeah. And his sister had posted. I'm not. I don't know his sister. I just. She said brother you're the best big brother i had blah blah so i'm assuming it's a sister it's an assumption yeah pictures of you know and uh so he apparently took his life and mm-hmm. that is really hard for us because right i mean we we are very much about this type of yeah thing. we talk with mental health a lot yeah suicide prevention yeah and uh you know for me it's like man like whether people understand or not like i will take a bet and i happen to be a vegan it was a one month bet and it turned into nine months but like Brad and I were close enough into that aspect of things. Like I enjoyed him as a person. I know he had a drinking problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, he had other issues, things like that. But like, granted, I don't know. It's like part of me has to think, man, I lost my job from Gentile. I wasn't there to help in any way. I mean, if I would have made the different decisions in my life, could I have helped out? And it's it's tough, right? So then, you know, I I look at it as I take on a lot of responsibility for things I shouldn't have to and mm-hmm. things, but um you know i i I guess i want to i know we're not making that about this episode but guys really if you're struggling as a person if you're struggling anyway whether it i mean i told you i'm struggling with weight loss i'm not in a suicidal aspect of things i'm not in any part it's just a thing i actually have finally chosen to want to work on but not want enough sitting here drinking a bit of beer and 
but um you gotta have that one but like if you're struggling with something and you just need to talk to somebody the three of us on here are definitely a facebook message away uh twitter if you have a personal cell phone numbers contact us i mean dude we've hit up people on uh twitch twitch right live and we've emailed back and they've joined us on episodes we've walked through like we are when we say this we mean it from the bottom of our heart and we're actually 100 for it right so is there a way um, like on the website you could like make it where like if people wanted on the bucks and brews website to reach out through any channel whether it's just like you said like thing that goes to like then the three of us one of us could be like hey yeah we'll talk i mean we have our links on there but i could probably find a way to just have a direct message to us right um so you know, i'll ask my it guy um David. <laughs> so but the it um, guy's anyway. sitting next to you <laughs> well i mean you know you you bring up a good point because like i've been ex- super exhausted the last couple weeks and i had therapy today and i talked to angela and she goes okay well you know what are you going to do to fix it maybe it's time to go somewhere else maybe you know talk with cleveland clinic i'm like yeah i'm not spending that kind of money because my insurance isn't going to pay for that. They're going to pay for stuff here. And of course, if you go to a specialist, you're jumping through hoops and it's costing a shit ton of money. And I still got 10 grand I'm paying off for when I try to die. I'm not looking to rack up a bunch of fucking medical bills. I'm just not. Right. I think the hard part is you're still exhausted, but does some of that go away in a year if you do pull away from softball for a couple of years? It's possible, but again you know well some of it is after effect of trying to die in the hospital right and softball is only part of the story i mean you know i I can't imagine when we're done playing in a couple weeks that i'm magically gonna find you know the fountain of youth and and be feeling great by the beginning of july i'm still gonna be exhausted because no 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 i know that because you need more than a couple of months of low-keyness to be able to do it well, I'm always taking on so much. I mean, even like Friday is a good example. We didn't have practice. Um, I had literally nothing to do. But I'm not good with nothing to do. <laughs> so I messaged Mikey. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? You want to get a beer? And he goes, I'd love to get a beer after work. So then we messaged Mike and we're like, hey, we're going to go to get a beer after work. You want to get a beer? And he goes, yeah, where are we going? So I went down, I drove down to Apoptosis, which was the second time I went down there that day. Oh, wow. Because I had to go down for my battery in the morning. Sure so i made two trips down to you know plainwell slash kalamazoo portage really on uh friday start, like working from like my house when you know you're gonna be like coming down to Kalamazoo. yeah seriously and, and you know saturday i i ended up going into work because dawn was shorthanded and i guess she had told me at one point she wasn't planning on me but i didn't hear that part mm. So literally I'm texting Mike on how exhausted i am and she doesn't understand while she's sitting there in the other room going just go home and of course, I'm not listening to any of that shit either because I'm just having my own fucking pity party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. And, and again, I'm just so fucking tired. I don't want to do anything. Like today, I was hoping you'd want to go early. I forgot to get my contractor's money. Oh, shit. So you guys yeah, talk. Will... You talk. Go give him a call. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I was, I was hoping Nick would go early. And he's like, yeah, I can go at four. Perfect. Because that gives me the ability, you know, to when we're done be in with bed this, by like seven and you know i won't no but literally when i go home i can just lay there and stare at nothing which helps i mean it really does, yeah, it does. 
So any sort of true wind down where you don't have to think about what you have to do next. Yeah. Is relaxing. Well, like tomorrow I have to ride the bus, which sucks, but also doesn't because I can relax on the bus because it's only the girls go. He's got it. Like to... Well, he's got the all conference meeting in spring Lake and we're playing in Mona tomorrow. Oh, so tomorrow's just kind of more a random. Right. So game. yeah, we just picked up something. So they were still playing and. Oh, you know, that, it gives me the shape. yeah, it gives me the opportunity. I only have to drive to Coopersville if I want a nap on the bus. I can because it's probably going to be a 30, 40 minute drive, and it's just the girls, so I don't mind riding the bus because I don't have to deal with baseball. You know, so hopefully that will be a little bit more relaxing than what I'm normally used to. Um, because again, an hour drive for a game is exhausting because that's mm -hmm. two hours on the road. Yep. Uh, Nick, I got a, a one you're gonna love, yeah. <clears throat> Don did a podcast yesterday. Good. And I'm like, so how'd the podcast go? She goes, well, at the beginning, I don't really think anybody knew what they wanted because I was kind of directing things myself. And I went, yeah. oh. So she's telling me how it's going. And it sounds like, you know, it was a little chaotic. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so you think we're a little bit better at this now? And you know what she says? No, not a bit. Because once we, figured out what we were talking about we stayed on topic and i'm like yeah we've been staying on topic too you wouldn't know because you don't listen she goes i listen more than you think and i'm thinking to myself obviously you don't because we've stayed on topic quite a bit lately yeah obviously there are things that have come up that might have caused for it to be an extra yeah no kidding right so so uh, i mean you know i i still don't you and i both we don't get any love from our loved ones about doing this and luckily we don't do it for them I mean, honestly, we really only do it for ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's great to help people out. We absolutely love that. That jazzes us up. But again, if nobody wants to listen, you and I still find a release coming on here every week, talking for a couple hours, spilling our bullshit. Yep. And say, gets us a couple of beers, gets us to see. It's, it's good to throw a mental health aspect into the day. Officially, it's the last day of May, so it's officially the last day of Mental Health Month. I know this won't post until... June, but no. Well, yeah, absolutely. You can officially say this is May 31st, 2023. And, uh, well, you know, I, um, I say we've gone 20 minutes, 20 minutes now without talking about our topic. I mean, we've brought it up, but never talked about it. So, you want to dive into that and then we'll go back to the other shit? Yeah. Okay. Dead so ceiling. We have a tentative agreement between. Biden and uh, good old Kev. Yeah. Kev, who's an idiot. Um, Mr. Yeah, Speaker the, of the House. Oh, even the guy me. that, you know, that Nick was talking about from that radio station, he basically is saying they're all idiots. And yeah, they all are. Pointing strictly at, like, the Democrats since he's more conservative leaving. He's basically oh. saying they're all idiots. What, what politician, Mike, do you trust? Right. Um, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Nobody. Yeah. Same. I don't trust any of them. There are some I trust more than others, but, you know, that's like saying I, I trust the bear not to bite my face off more than I trust the shark not to eat me. I, you know, yeah. six and one half dozen of the other, you still get fucked. You know, I, I think we should do two totally different episodes. <laughs> I want to take that on so many tangents. Hey, that's the only. Yeah, I, I, I cough. Um, 
I'm enjoying this uh this peach. The head there. Brandon and Kevin have a uh tentative agreement. So tentative agreement. uh first off, there will not be another debt ceiling limit discussion until January of twenty twenty five. Which puts us past the next election cycle, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge win for uh, not only the Democrats, but also for us as people, because we don't have to deal with this bullshit for a year and a half. Just kind of nice. They didn't put an actual number on it. A lot of times they put a number, they just put a date. I'd like to know. Well, at this like point, it's more how many of the average Americans are listening or, you know, give a crap about it, right? Like, how many are actually in tune to what's going on? Very few. That's what I. I'm, I'm wondering right like i don't know if you know because the people that we hang around with for the most part i mean it's kind of a topic that we kind of talk about yeah it I mean, is um even my friends that aren't political in any way like i still tend to bring it up and you know granted they either shake their head like they you know yes or but yeah and they really don't know well, right. anybody who fully understands what a default on that means yeah is thinking about it and talking about it yeah, but there you are, know that's probably still only five to ten percent of the total population. Okay, again, Nick has said time and time again, you're you're an amalgamation of the five people you hang out with the most. Yep. So for me, the five people I hang out with the most are you, you, um, probably Jim. I, I would probably say Steve, and probably Chris. Okay, and all still, of them, in most cases, these are people who are kind of paying attention to. Yeah, they all have a money background really i mean steve ran his own business uh chris runs his money a lot like i run my money does it really he does he is he is very he's he's a a combination of me and you okay so like he still balances his checkbooks and sits down every month and writes out checks and shit yeah whereas i don't do any of that shit sure but he watches exactly what's in an account at any time absolutely he does so, I mean, when we look at the five people I hang out with the most, they all have a pretty good idea of what the debt ceiling is. Sure. But you take it to that next level of five people, and we're talking to people like Mikey. Yeah. Has no fucking idea whatsoever. You know, I you could probably throw my wife into that. She has a vague understanding, but not a great understanding. Caitlin. Right. Caitlin, right. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when you, you go to that next layer, these people don't really know. They sit there and, you know, they'll hear things like, well, we need to cut spending. My mother's a good example of this. We need to cut spending. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. we do need to cut spending. I'm like, that's not what it has to do with. Yeah. Spending is not a part of the debt ceiling conversation. Yeah, this is because... even like the one that happens every other year or so, which right. is government shutdown or whatever. Correct. This is literally, okay, we agreed two years ago to pay all of these bills and now we've hit the ceiling so we can't pay the bills if we don't increase it yep the bills that we already committed to paying yep. it's not cutting anything that we're going to future pay and uh say you know i know we're going to dive into it but um we didn't use all of our covid money right right and they're fighting about what to do with that money right wait it was intended for something you didn't use it for something like why do we have to use it for something else like we shouldn't have more money it it didn't congrats you stayed under budget like that's a fucking win i I think the thing that pisses me off about the covid money thing is the republicans just want it to go back i like your outfit too i'm i'm thrilled with it just going back yeah but they want it to go back and then repurpose it probably to the military whereas right whereas 
the Democrats want to use it for That's social false. programs, which I also understand. Well, and I'd love to, uh, you know what, because Mike likes debates, um, mm -hmm. I'd love to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, first, let me tell you how smart I am. Seven years ago, I love Facebook for memories. Yeah. Told me financial tip. Me putting financial tip. This is before bucks and brews. Before you and right. I talk, it says financial tip. Track your spending and create a budget. Exclamation point. Hey, look at and that. Quote. And I was like, man, I used to have some knowledge. Yeah, that's um, and that's like here we go. Seven years ago, you posted your based on what's your mantra, bucks and brews. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So one of the one of the things I agree and you disagree with. So Republican side, I'm taking their side. Uh, loan forgiveness. Okay, for right. student, student loans. But there's one thing that's going to be halted, which I am fine with, right? I'm, I'm, you can say what you want. Like, they're not, it, they're not stopping actually, it. Actually, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're halting not, it. They're not doing anything with it. It did not get put in the debt ceiling negotiations. It will go to the Supreme Court. Right. So it's, it's being delayed on talks. Right. They're, de they're delaying the talks until after summer, from what I quickly heard. Again, I just was listening yep, yep. on my way here and, um, well, my I, opinion on sure, that. I officially am believing what I heard, but you know, for, from my quick understanding, I don't want to take a spam call. Um, from what I'm understanding, like they're they're just stopping the talks, and I'm like, great, like because that's not priority right now. It, it's definitely These not. People need to understand, like it, it's not been debt, it's not whatever. If you wanted to throw in your two seconds of hey, give them six more months of uh, not having to make your payment, I don't give a shit at this moment. So before I came here, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. And one of the people on the podcast is a teacher Yep, who took out $52,000 worth of debt to get her teaching degree. Okay. And it was sold to her that if you taught in, in Florida public schools for 10 years, mm -hmm. your debt would be forgiven. Mm -hmm. She has now taught for 13. Yep. Her $52,000 student loan that she took out. You want to know what it costs today? She hasn't probably been making any payments. She's been right? making payments monthly. Minimum, she's been yeah making whatever the minimum monthly payment is every month for thirteen years. I see, and here's here's where here's how much, Mike? Hundred forty-five. Hundred forty-five, really? Uh, for thirteen years, she's only been making the minimum. See, here's where we're both going to agree: this shouldn't be it. But if you're asking what I think it is, now knowing a little bit more numbers, um, I'm going with, and I'm going with. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go eighty-three thousand. Okay, you're both wrong. Okay, 102. Okay, About so she's so been making these payments for 13 years, and the amount has doubled. But it was supposed to be forgiven three years ago. And that's where that's where you and I completely agree, right? Your interest should not do what is your minimum payments should instantly hit these principles and not go like they should not be getting rich off of fucking 18 year old students. And that's what they're doing. And that's the problem I have. I don't care how you get rich in the sense of as long as it doesn't become predatory. Right. I, I, I gotta say that's that correctly. Being the right. They're like, getting rich off of again, if you rich. borrow, if you borrow 40 and you're paying interest, now your interest needs to be, but like you need to make, and so here's the here's the other problem is they're allowing people so when you're doing the math you're like hey these this is your minimum payment but their minimum payment isn't calculated correctly in my opinion correct because your minimum payment should be the amount to make sure you're going lower than what correct. your principal yeah. payment is um they're that, just allowing so let's payment, say you're getting seven percent they're doing three percent of you know a thing and still putting on four percent and they added they shouldn't be doing that right it needs to yeah. automatically keep going down on this thing so what, what needs to happen is they need to step in and fix that. 
the debt aspect I don't think should be washed away. The way the debt is written and how it how it's happening should be, right? Yeah, but everybody, I can't say everybody. The majority of people that have student loan debt mm-hmm. are perfectly fine with paying their debt back. They don't want to pay three times their interest back. That's exactly it, right? And that's the problem we have. And again, when you look at these loans people take out, Mike will run into this if his kids go to college. My daughter, for semester after semester, had to sign off work hard to decline student loans because they automatically gave them to her. Oh, mine was given to me and I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I realized because insane. Yeah. They're just like, hey, this is fine. And I was like, whatever, I'll just pay it. Because I guess it was it probably was presented to me and I'm stupid. I gotta stop saying that. I'm actually kind of smart. I'm just too lazy to care. Um but right they're like, hey, you could just pay it later or whatever. And I'm like, fine, I'll just pay it later because it's the only way apparently to get money at this point because yeah. I was too naive to figure out how else to go get money. I knew my mom wasn't signing on anything. I knew that. So this is the only way. Great. Make it happen. I'll pay it yeah. as I can. And I paid mine throughout the time, right? Like, again, I was working a job just like, hey, chunk down on these things. Um, So to not get it, that's that's a problem. But again, they need to go back and talk about this and say, hey, stop, you know, stop this predatory. Li- I'm going to call it predatory because there's, there's no way. All right, so in my house, I have 30 years, okay? And current interest rates probably have changed. But let's just say I pay six oh, stupid numbers, $100,000 for my house. At the end of that, we all know that we're signing a loan for $210,000, yep. right? They show the it many places. When you take out a mortgage, the minute you sign all that paperwork, you're given the keys to your house. When you take mm-hmm. out a student loan, you're taking out a loan but you're, with the you're, hope to be like the end is the degree, and when no, I well, not, dead, not 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 only even that, used to go to class. That's where you're. Well, but no, but in general, that, like when, I was, when I was going to school, I didn't take out like loans, but it was literally different in the fact of when I, I those loans did not start getting interest until I graduated. So it was basically no different than. You're not required to make payments until you have that keys to your house in hand. Right. And they made that huge overhaul of interest now starts the day you take it out. But in addition to that, mm-hmm. you sign on a mortgage, mm-hmm. you have an end date. Yeah. Right. You will make payments every month for 30 years and you're yes. done then you own your house. Correct. And if you and if you make extra payments, then maybe you're dropping it down to 15 or 20. But you know, and, and the problem with student loan is you're not guaranteed a job you're not guaranteed you're guaranteed that. nothing you're not guaranteed you're guaranteed the opportunity to go to class exactly and i don't want to yeah. th- we'll do it as me like you're not guaranteed that my wife's gonna go make a bunch of money and i'm gonna be, able to be a stay-at-home dad right or the opposite right the wife becomes a stay-at-home mom because the husband goes and makes enough to because their life changed oh i don't i don't need to use my degree this person did fine but you you you're not promised anything and so that's what it kind of bothers me because Again, coming from nothing, nothing's fucking promised to me. If, you know, I was told my whole life, if you work hard, they'll promote you, right? I mean, I worked in a fucking company that I worked hard. They're like, man, if you go back to school, we can give you this next promotion and blah, blah, blah. No, like I shouldn't have to do more. I've worked, I've, you know, on this thing, it says this, 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 or five years of experience. And I now have 10 years in your company. Like, give this to me. I've earned it. I've showed up every day. I have zero fucking time. I didn't use any personal days until I was going to get fired. Right. Like then I used all seven, but like 10 years of perfect attendance, 10 years of being the greatest employee that anybody could ask for. Oh, you want to, I volunteered for overtime. I worked every Saturday. I did all of the stuff that a normal human should in theory do and to be successful. 
and I didn't make it it's past the anything. same argument these fucking boomers have yeah. of, in my day. Yeah. In your day, the rules were fucking different, okay? okay? You didn't have to have a college education to get a decent fucking job. And now, even if you have a college education, you can't get a decent fucking job. The only decent job is to go and dig a ditch. That's a decent job because they'll pay you decent to go do that. Oh, shit, shit because they realize that nobody's going to go do Nobody it. wants to do but it. Here's, here's what I will tell you. Um, very... I'm going to call it, I can't, I don't want to say the business I don't, because it's not, it's not anybody I'm associated with. It's a parent of my daughter's class. We were talking what he does for a living. And um, he said, look, you used to have a four-year degree to be an account manager for this company. And it's a big fucking company, right? Um, and he goes like last month or two months ago, they officially changed it. So you do not have to, to get, he goes, or you can have work experience. And I said, that's amazing. That's what it should be. That's how it should. Like I, we talked about me offering my niece stuff, right? I want my niece to come work for me. Like, think about it. You can put in vice president of sales, vice president of marketing. You can put in um, buyer. You can do whatever. Like you're making, you're the buyer. Yeah. You're going to go source all this stuff. You're going to, so when you go make your resume, you're going to go, I worked for hipster nation and this is what it is. And this is what I like. And I would fully, when I, yeah. when I put in my own personal resume is like, yep. Owner of Nick Watkins LLC, Hipster Nation. Oh, I was vice president. Who, oh, really? The vice president? Yeah, my wife owned the fucking company. I'm not like, no, I, right? <laughs> so how many employees did you guys have? Well, I sourced out through these many people and they're my employees, right? Plain and simple. I'm not going to sit here and play this game. Like, look, I've earned it. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do it. I So congrats. I educated myself, but now I'm going to prove it to you how I've done it. Well, you Unfortunately, know. sometimes you do have to put that out there. But like, even at my job you know a little over a year ago when they were kind of you know putting people in like just giving like different job titles and putting people in different bands of like you know where they're at and they even said like you know they're like there's a point where you know the phd or the masters helps get your in the door a little higher you get past a certain year of experience it doesn't matter whether you're a PhD, a master's, a bachelor's, or you really only have a high school degree. Once you have that much experience, yep. that's what companies, that's what clients look for. Is they look for somebody who has enough experience and to, to direct them. Because a person well, fresh out of college may not be able to do it. When I when I took my job at the property management company, I, I asked for three things, right? I always tell people I asked for two, but I asked for three, right? One was I get to wear sandals every time I want. I get to wear shorts, um, or sorry, shorts and sandals. Um, I get to have unlimited days off. Everybody's like, oh, that's not, whatever. And the third one was that my title was executive regional manager of maintenance, right? I was the executive regional manager. Oh, I, you know, because when you walk in and you say, hey, oh, what'd you do for them? Oh, I'm the executive regional manager. Oh, you had a whole region. You had, because we did, we had St. John's, we had this, 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 this. Yeah. How many regions do you guys have? Well, I mean, I manage all the regions. Well, that's why I'm the executive, right? right? But I also had a property man. Or I, I had a maintenance guy over here. I had a manager over here. I had this, and yeah, I'm dealing with all of them. So yes, that's my title. So now when I walk into a place, oh, what, what was your past history? Oh, I was the executive regional manager. That's what I did. Oh, great. Okay, like so now it sounds prestigious. And guess what? When they call, well, hey, was this guy the executive regional manager? Well, he was our maintenance guy. Oh, okay, right. Like no. Yeah, well, this is my title. When I call, like this, I can sue because you didn't say this was my title. It was legally written, right. you know. Um, granted, I hope I don't have to go get a job, but 
it's all those things that you have to go negotiate for. Well, you know, I, I look at job listings a lot because I'm always looking to maybe leverage something for more money where I'm at. Yep. And uh, you would be, you probably wouldn't be surprised at the amount of companies that want a master's degree and they're paying 12 to 18 15. bucks an hour. And it's like, you expect somebody to go get a $150,000 degree and you're going to pay them the same that McDonald's is paying. Well, that's uh, and, and that's the thing. Like, okay, so everybody dogs on McDonald's, right? And okay, yeah. McDonald's. I have no problem McDonald's being a minimum wage job. Okay, Be- one thing I like about McDonald's, from what I've seen, and what I is the promotion from within side. Like, I have watched people come from cashier to cook, or you know, to fries to cook, to manage, or, you yep. know, assistant manager to night manager to a GM, right? Yep. Um, it's building your reputation, building yourself up there. And so I like that aspect. Well, they want a dog on it. Anybody that gets hired at McDonald's for minimum wage, that's great. They shouldn't stay at minimum wage. And and that's the problem is when they get their promotions, their promotion comes from seven to nine when it's like, nah, man, like, you know, that this is paying. If, if you walked in as a manager, you're going to make, you know, my favorite, my favorite thing that I've always seen. And this is what has always bothered me is the fact that you're willing to accept it. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, hiring, hiring, closing managers, 40 to $60,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that tell you? That tells me they better be paying me $60,000. Exactly. You're willing to spend 60. That's what I'm worth. hoping and praying that you'll find somebody that's willing to just take it for 40 right. because you've saved your company 20,000 because yeah. you brought in decent enough quality to get yourself this. No, 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 no. You're looking for 40. To... How, what is your desired wage? And I, I I'll be honest. I used to always put fifty nine thousand because I take that one thousand less because then I'm going to ask for something stupid like another week of vacation. See, and with me when I'm applying to these jobs, mind you, I've not gotten one interview yep. in the last year since I got my degree. Yep. When I'm applying to these jobs, if they say they're paying, because I won't look at anything under eighty. Yep. They say they're paying eighty. Mm-hmm. My salary request is ninety. Sure. Because mm-hmm. that's what I'm worth. Right, because I mean, if you want, if you want the basic, and that's the whole quiet quitting thing. We do all these episodes, we talk about all this stuff, but you know, I get so annoyed with watching people going, "Well, forty thousand is a decent wage." No, it's well, not. Did you just say like you know it's they're going to pay sixty? You know, but forty thousand is not a decent wage anymore. I, you know, I tell you, when I took Gentex, right, I actually took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Things people don't know, um, I was making ten dollars and fifty cents an hour at a really, really, really physical labor job okay um i was they didn't hire me in within the well it was six months comes they were supposed to hire they didn't hire me in any time sooner and during that time i went to gentex and everybody because temp companies in kent county was way different than temps out there and so when you got a temp you never actually got hired in um and so i was going to get hired in but i took gentex gentex goes hey we start at 10 um and after 60 days you're guaranteed a dollar so you're at 11 I was like, okay, well, somebody else had gotten hired in the company I was at and they got 11, you know, they got their 50 cent raise when they got hired in. And so then the, the boss gave my two weeks and he's like, you could have come to me. You could have talked. We, you know, I would have given you the same, the same thing. I would have given you the $11 right then. And I was like, no, oh, I asked you two months ago when I was getting hired in, you said your time will come type thing. You didn't want me. You right. didn't say I was ready to be this. Like I went and found the person that said, Hey, let's go. Right. He goes, I heard you're taking a pay cut. And I was like, sure am. But they've promised me at this mark. 
and come to find out like i mean i got hired 40 days and you know type of thing. like it was very very quick um when i got hired in i actually got my promotion in my other job so i got the 11 instantly went up to 1370 like within that first week of official hire because i went to a level d um, did a bunch of other things blah, blah, blah. so um you know i hit very lucky streaks in there but it, the company should be just guaranteeing that hey we're bringing these types of things you know if you ever work for a company that has a, a max out on how much you're allowed to get like you you get three percent that's that's absolutely stupid right yep because you know i i don't believe that the person making ten dollars and the person making 20 you're you're putting that gap there right so 30 percent you know that's 30 cents versus 60 cents now because he's making more he gets more He's, he's been here longer no that's not true that's not always i actually was making more working less because i got hired in a higher wage right and i, I don't know if i've shared that story when i got my 13 dollars and 70 cents we were sitting in the break room talking about you know oh hey nick oh you got hired you got your level d blah blah, blah yeah how much you making how much you making oh 1370 what the fuck i've been here seven years and i'm making 1345 or sorry uh 55 whatever it was 15 cent difference yeah so then they all blew up. It went to HR, did all this. They prorated that 15 cents per hour for the past like six months to make it even for everybody. Kind of like, oh, we changed our rate this. And so everybody ended up getting like 200 bucks. And they're like, but then they ended up just putting them where I was. Right. So I was like, you've been here five years and you're just now making what I made. You know? So like, so I'm saying it's not true. The longer you've been there, the more you make. Literally just catching, catching whatever, right? I mean, go in, yo. Somebody could walk in. I I know my wife has had that, right? She got hired in. Two years later, somebody gets hired in and is actually making more than she is. And I was like, fucking quit and go back and reapply and tell them, hey, look, I'm quitting, but I'm going to reapply for my same job just so that you can pay me what the hell she's making. If not, but I also want more because now I have more experience. Right. And they're like, well, we can't do that. No, no, you, you clearly you can. can. You clearly fucking You're can. You're doing that <laughs> right fucking yeah. now. So, and, and I don't know, you got to learn to have it's funny because everybody thinks that a company controls them and owns them and they do, which sucks because you get comfortable in your own body. You mm -hmm. get comfortable in your own. I need to feed my family. I need to do this. And we're raised as machines. We really are like you have to, do but man, if I found out that I worked at a company for five years and I was making 15 cents less than me yet, I would have, no, no. I, if you only offered to bring me up to that point, I would have been like, no, I want an extra 50 cents on top of that. Fuck you. I'm gone. Well, again, how, how often are we just told to comply? We're told that as kids all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, you know, Billy pulled your hair, Susie. Well, you should just deal with it. It's not a big deal. And our answer as a dad is turn around and kick him in the balls. Yep. And then when they call us in and we're going to go, well, what did he do? Well, he pulled my hair. What did you do? I kicked him in the balls. Good job. Let's go get ice cream. Let's go get ice cream. Baby. And the principal will look at you like you're the worst fucking person in the world. No, there are consequences to your fucking actions. If she, if he's going to continue to pull my daughter's hair, she's going to kick him in the fucking balls. He's going to figure out real quick. If I do a B is going to happen. I should not do a. No. And, and, and that's just it, right? Like my, can't guarantee I'm gonna tell my kid to kick kick another kid, but call call him all the names you want, right? I don't fucking touch you like I swear, don't fucking touch my shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, right? And and I don't think that that should be happening. Like you as a girl, if a boy is doing something to you you don't like, you should be able to punch him in the face without repercussion. Very true. See, my daughter even agrees. Agreed. Well, you know, and and you look at it again. These these are the. I think it should go both ways. Absolutely. These are the, the issues I have. Like, 
for me, much like you, my time off is not a request. Oh, dude, those my are time stories. off. My time off is me giving you the heads up that I'm I never... will not be there. If you tell me, well, I don't know if we can improve that. Mm-hmm. There's a really good chance that I quit. Well, and and that's so I know so many people that don't right. And here, like I remember thinking to myself, "Oh shit, what am I going to do?" But I worked at a company called Kenco Logistics. Fuck them, piece of shits. Um, and I remember my wife and I are going to get married. Here I'm making twelve dollars and something cents an hour, nothing. And I was like, "Hey, I need this time off." My wife and I are going on our honeymoon. We're getting married. Instead of saying congrats, I hope it goes well. Instead of doing this, well, we don't know if we can get the coverage. That's not my fucking problem. Don't make that a me problem. That sounds like it's a you problem. Your company's problem. Well, we hired you for this position. Okay. And when I leave, what are you going to do? We'll hire somebody else. Great. But like back then, I in my head, I was like, man, well, I have to should I ask my wife if we should not go on vacation. Like looking back, those thoughts should never be put into somebody's head. That those are the the only options you have is no, go, ahead, there, go, there, go make that. There money. are days like I will ask for like I'm like, you know, I kind of want the day off, but I you know also know that I really don't need anything as long as I'm out by one, I'm good. Yeah. But if you tell me, you know, you need me in in the morning, I'm like I'm perfectly fine with that. But realize yep. after one, I'm not going to be available. Oh yeah, we've well those we've are, had those days. Trust yeah, me. those are fine. Again, when yeah. I used to work, I used to work at three. So then a baseball game will be at 11 at the Whitecaps or whatever. And I'm like, hey, a couple of us take a half day. And if they say no, whatever. Yes, we want to go. But like, well, make sure your job's done. Make sure this is this. Great, man. Like, all right, see you. Have a good day. Well, again, I'm never leaving the company in a lurch when I do this. Right. But I know you can replace me for a day for a week. Yep. Shit happens. Yep. I, I told this story on air before. I worked for Circuit City for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> they they did two things that pissed me off. One, if a customer refuses your help, yeah. they're stealing. Fuck you, motherfucker. I refuse people's help all the time. I don't want anybody to bother me. You come and ask me if I'm, yeah, I'm good. Do you need help? No, I don't need any help. Go away. And there might be a reason why Circuit City's out of this. There might be. Number two, I, you know, it, it was a June day. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I got a concert the beginning of September. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to cancel plans. We don't give any time off on the weekends. I'm like, sweet, I'm out. And they're like, what yeah i quit what's i uh and they were blown away they called me a week later and offered me a different position <laughs> no i already quit fuck you that's what i yeah. i did the same thing when i was youth leading right i walked into a temp company i was like hey i need a week off in four months um i already know i'm doing this and oh yeah it should be no big deal so I get in there and i was like hey told the boss i was like look i'm i'm taking this time off well no we don't give temps time off we don't do look I'm taking a week off. If I see you when I get back, awesome. If not, it was a great time meeting you. I will finish out, but I'm leaving in two weeks to go do a, a, a one one week youth camp. Well, let me see what I can do. Okay, and then well, the funny part is if that's going on back camp. later. Uh, you, hey, you know what? You got it off. I can't believe you got it off. What do you mean you can't fucking believe? Like I, I, I wasn't going to be here, right? Like again, if I see you when I get back awesome if yep. not it was a great time working with you like i'm not at you know yeah. what? i sound like george bush i'm not, I'm not going to negotiate with terrorists right like you're invading my life at this point i'm telling you this is what i'm doing what were you going to say mike and then i got a good story <clears throat> mike was going to say huh? he's literally going to be like yeah literally i'm like well i mean like temp wise usually i mean 
they're usually like, we don't give you a time off. So if it's like, hey, I'm not going to be here. The only thing they're, they don't have to pay you. Right. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. I, and that's what I, when I went into the job, the one I would talk about getting unlimited time off, I don't need paid. Right. I didn't, all I'm telling you is when I'm going on vacation, I'm going on vacation. Um, but so, and then that was it. Like the problem was, is again, Kent County, you don't get hired in. Okay. Let me be clear about that. I worked for your steel case multiple times. You can work for like one year and then you have to take time off. The second year you have to take more time off before you can get re- rehired. A couple of minutes. And granted, this was 2008, 9, 10. The economy's absolute crap, blah, blah, blah. Then steel case did a little hiring. I didn't get picked. <laughs> Completely fine. But, Probably using um, and then I went and worked at stuff. Kellogg's, right? Yeah nobody has ever gotten hired in as a temp from Kellogg's okay. right you have to go to the job fair and then they hire enough and so knowing that like it's funny because you walk in you're like hey when do we get hired in when do we get hired in? no no nobody gets hired in okay great so I'm gonna be here for this little tier at time that was the lowest paying job I've ever had is eight dollars and 25 cents an hour um but I worked 12 hour days I you know I just did whatever the heck it took because at the time it was like great you guys find me a job and this is what it is I have no problem going back to finding some. Trust me, I'm thinking about going to pick up some day labor stuff just for just for shits and giggles to see how much I can negotiate to get myself. I mean, you know, we we talked before. I sold filter queens. Yep. Now, when I lived in Illinois, I have to do that too. Every summer, we would buy a weekend series to a Cubs game, anywhere from three to six games. Okay, as you should. And Mike was living with us at this point because he was also trying to sell filter queens, and I had a four game weekend series coming up. And they're like, well, you can't be off for that. And I'm like, all right, well, if I'm off Saturday and Sunday, I'll give up my tickets on Thursday and Friday. Yep. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if you can do that. I I don't, I don't think that's going to be possible. Yeah. And they pissed me off so much that I literally just didn't fucking show up. Yeah. And they started blowing up my house phone on Thursday. Yeah. And I just let it go to voicemail because I drove to the fucking Cubs game and I went four straight days to Cubs games and I showed back up for Monday at work. Mm-hmm. And they acted like nothing ever happened because guess what? They weren't going to fire me. Well, that, that was, and I was well, willing that, to give up. It's not like you were ever games. guaranteed appointments, yeah. right? Well, that was my favorite was working. So when you did it, right? You, I don't know if you were, but right, I was strictly commission. Strictly commission. What they told you was if you were available for X number of appointments a month, which yeah. I want to say was something crazy like forty-five. Yeah, if you were available. They would pay you a minimum of thirteen hundred bucks for the month. Yeah, but available meant they had to actually have those appointments for you to do. Yep, and they never had that many. No, because you had to go find the appointment. Yes, right. And so that's the whole point. Is you have to go. Do oh, it. they had a group that and would actually. They did have groups that they, called, but you'd get one or two yeah. a day. Sure, and gotta, you'd have to work seven days. Yeah, I got to take those, off to get my son. To, all right, so we'll see you in a bit. See you, Mike. And, uh, and even with those, Nick, like if you were getting them, you were getting like a 5.30 and an 8 p.m. Yeah, of course. But you had to be in at like 9 in the morning. Yeah. No, I trust me. I did the same right. thing. Right. So you just sat there all day. I, I, so, no, well, I didn't. I mean, honestly, it was like, hey, go go sell your family. Go do this. And then they're like, all right, go knock doors. Yeah. Yeah, we did that yeah. too. So, oh, hey, we're going to take a van of you guys and we're going to go knock doors. Okay. Great. And then, you know, oh, hey, I didn't make any sales. Well, you know, the average person sells one out of 10 at bare minimum. That's a, that's a bad salesman. Oh, okay. So I'm bad. And then, you know, I ended up selling. I'd never would, but like the people, like my buddy was a, you or a Mike, right. Who just couldn't sell. And we're just like, See, and I sold great, but like, you're just going to sit there and just going to go, Oh, okay. Like here, I have to show you this vacuum. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like just the, the very basic. And so I'm like, wait, how did he get, 
well, he didn't he didn't do his showings. No, he did all of them. We knocked doors. I watched him walk into more houses because people trusted him way more than they trusted me, right? But you know, that's the whole thing is man, you're and then they charge you for shampoo and then they charge you, oh well, no, there's a there's a rental cost. And right. No, oh, you know what? Like, here's this, take it, shove it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I that might be slander or something. So the guy I used to work for, um, he closed his if it's true, it's not slander. So Dale Church um, used to sell Kirby's out of Wyoming. His business closed. Um, it is now a pride uh, center in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. I absolutely think it's hilarious. Um, and my favorite was he's like, oh, I got this. And he'd whip out cash and, oh, I got this Corvette and blah, blah. You've never seen him once drive a Corvette. But he always drove his Lincoln STS. And it was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't new, right? It was just, it was funny to me. And uh then the uh, the fact is, is he's a used car sale. He might be a new car salesman. Again, I have to make sure about facts. He's a newer used car salesman for with a friend of mine that I know. And I was like, that's hilarious, right? Like, dude, you, you're sitting here telling me that you're a big star, big shot, big everything. But all you did was screw people. You were literally the epitome of a car salesman, yeah. of what everybody thinks a used car salesman sleazily is, right? Well, I mean, we're selling $1,800 vacuums. Yeah. As somebody that sold an $1,800 vacuum, I can tell you right now, there is no fucking vacuum worth $1,800. I, you know, it's funny because my, we don't have carpet anymore, but my, my wife would never buy one. Mm-hmm. But I could find a used Kirby for, and I think Kirby's are great. I think they're great vacuums. I don't know about the rainbow or what filter, else, queen. filter queen. I don't know. But the, you know, if you do research, the Electrolux with the canister mm-hmm. is the best vacuum that's ever been created. It's the best everything. I found one for like really cheap and she still wouldn't buy it. And I was like, hands down, it's voted the best vacuum. Uh, Popular science did it like all these types of things. And I was like, you still don't want one. I was like, what, what's your problem? Well, sleazy people sell them. And if it's sleazy people, I was like, no, like real people actually have done research on these. I know somebody that has owned both a filter queen and a Kirby. Yeah. And my mother, yeah, who is the person, of course, will tell you hands and mind you, she did not buy the Kirby. It was given to her. Sure, she will tell you hands down. Yeah, filter, the filter queen was her favorite vacuum. Probably lighter. It well, it definitely was lighter, and it it just seemed to serve more functions because it's also you know an air filter system. Sure, and she hated that fucking Kirby, and she was so happy when she sold it for like four hundred bucks. So that's a huge, and that's the thing. Like they have these decent resale value, but like, yeah. um. You know, they have a lot of power, and that's one thing I like. So if you have carbon, yeah, there's no wrong things about it. Now I'm back into selling Kirby's because I still think they're a good See, vacuum. I, I still think a filter queen's a good vacuum. Good vacuum, right? Like I I that was the thing. That's what makes you a good salesperson is uh-huh. when you believe in your product. And I did. Absolutely. But I and I say I just won't work for shady people. And that was one thing I've always stood behind is I will not work for shady people doing shady things, right? Like I trust me. Of dream jobs, people don't know this about me. So I want to do all the fun things that people can't do. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to be a pitch man. Yep. Right. Um, I'd love to, I've, I've announced a, a horse race before. I've done an auction before. I want to do all those fun things. But what I really, we actually just did an episode on this. I would absolutely love to sell timeshares. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why like the whole fight with Mike is to me, he's just not seeing the sense and I wish he was here, but I want to make you dream. 
I want to get your head to be just in this, such an amazing place where you're the happiest person because I want to see the smile on your face. I believe that the product is good, but like the whole getting out of it, I wish they had a better fact to get out of it. Well, Even see, that's just it. If you could get out of it, timeshares would be great. Great, right? But like, and it's saying, you know, I like the old, not the point system. I like the uh, the old like, hey, guaranteed this week type of thing. That seems actually like it kind of worked, right? Like, you're just guaranteed. And the problem was is people learned that they wanted to go to different places, and that's where. It, but really, you're going to get bored going to the same place over and over. Of course, but that's why. But that's where the whole dream aspect. Think about it. You can go to Hawaii. You can go to wherever. But again, I that like that would bring so much to me. I think joy in the sense. I don't care about your financials in the sense. I just want to get you to understand that this is what life could be. You're here on a one-time dream vacation. Let's think about this. Let's walk through this journey. Let's go. Because I think people don't dream, dream big enough, right? I personally don't dream big enough. Again, you, my, you would do it for an aspect of actually giving the person what they want. 100%. Not what a timeshare is. Kind of, right? But like, but like, I would love to do that job, right? Because like, then every day I'm on a beautiful resort doing something. I'm selling something I truly believe in, which is real estate and timeshare. But I don't own one because I know that they're a fucking scam and a ripoff. Right. But um, but if you're willing to pay, I don't care what you spend your money on, right? Mm-hmm. Again, they sell new cars. We don't believe that new cars are a thing that people should buy, right? Yeah, I've never bought a new car and never will. So, like, that's the whole thing. Could I do it? Sure. You know what? The, the new Mustang came out. I could... I hope that the best salesman is the person that makes you dream about how you're there. And it brings you back to your 1969 with the top down. You got your old lady next to you and this is what it is. Yeah. I want to make you look at the smile on your yeah. face. Already thinking about oh, it. Yeah, like, yeah, this is like Steve had a, a baby blue Mustang. Of course he and did. I never I'm wanted one. I never wanted a car more in my life. And he <laughs> fucking sold it to a neighbor. And I'm still mad about that. And honestly, he still is too. Yeah. But like, that's the whole thing is, the best salespeople are the people that get you to realize mm-hmm. what you we pounce on the fact of what's best for you and like what's going to make you the happiest right problem is, is once you've owned that and once that mustang breaks down once that timeshare doesn't get used because your family has a wedding because your kids are assholes and they know that you use the same week every time but they're like we want to get married this week because it's really special to us because that's the week we had the most fun in our whole life now you screwed me over right <laughs> like but the whole thing is, is that's like, I want, I love, I love what a timeshare could be. I love it. I, the outdoor adventure thing. I think I would go, I want to go sell for them out in Grand Haven. I think I would absolutely love it. Yeah. That's right. the one we stayed at. Did you really? Yeah. yeah the one in Grand so, Haven. Yeah. And so I, I just haven't brought myself to go actually apply. Mrs. Vandentorn bought the timeshare from them because that when she retired, yeah. That's what they wanted to do. They just wanted to buy a motorhome and go camping all over the place. Yep. And she's like, we can just go to different campgrounds. And literally, you just have to leave for like a day. And then you can go to a different one. For two weeks. Yeah, you, you get two weeks at yeah. a time and then you have to leave. And yeah. Yeah, you leave for like 24 hours. Yep. Well, and, and you think about it right now. And I follow some on TikTok. There's these boats. And I don't know exactly what they're called. It's a house, but, but like it's a long barge type thing over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And they can dock for a certain period of time. And then they have to leave and go dock mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like. These people are just because they're like housing is so expensive. We have to live here. And I was like, this is exactly it, man. Like sell a dream. Again, I think it's the fire movement yeah. because I am a millennial and I believe in this aspect, yeah. like live below your means, get what just takes it. Right. So I don't, I'm going to tangent us. So we've been doing that the entire time. Yeah, I know. 
Um, I do have a job that people don't know about. Oh, <laughs> so um, I don't know about that. I know nobody does. So it's to help my real estate career. So I was hired by banks okay. to go take photos of properties. Now, these photos could be anything, right? Um, but I, again, I don't want to speak for them doing whatever. But let's just say we know why you would get a photo taken of your house. Right. Not always a positive situation. Right. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Something bad happened. Or, or you know, something's happening. Yeah, or time. something's happening. And yeah, yeah, it's you know, and, and so it's not typically ideal. Exactly. So put two and two. So now, and and I asked beforehand. I was like, "Hey, is this a conflict of interest? I intend to want to fix the situation. No conflict, no anything. We just need it. Like, great, great. You've given me information. You've paid me a little bit of money. I'm happy. I'm getting leads. Great. Let's go with this. Um, but, and I'm not knocking anybody. I. Looked at a house. If I picked it out now, the house is three hundred thousand. Back when my wife and I looked at one, literally around the corner, it was much cheaper. Um, but let's just say three hundred thousand. The person pulls out in their Mercedes Benz mm-hmm. right next to that's a five series or seven series BMW. So the two cars is worth half of their house. Like the whole point I'm getting at is people overspend on things that make them happy for that little bit of moment right yeah and that's the whole but that's also why leasing is a thing because they know that people want a new and improved thing right yeah all the time like and that's all you have to do is just get well why wouldn't you want the newest and the best why wouldn't you want the best and the brightest right like you know i mean people dog on the fact of like let me ask you do you want the doctor that got all d's or do you want the perfect a doctor to do surgery on you did he get a certificate somebody behind the the thing and i know how hard it is to get these things right Did somebody say hey you're not the most pristine person but you know what the fuck you're doing and you know how to do it and you're diligent and you show up and you do i don't care i don't care if you got all d's i don't care if you struggle but the fact is you have the passion to be there you're great like if you think about it so i get the debt right so if you work if you stay at home if you Mm -hmm. A doctor is in debt, 400K. Yeah. So 10 years they go through. Um, 10 years they go through. They could live at home with their parents, which most of them, and 99% of them don't. But granted, their debt can be paid off within a year, maybe two. Okay. And then they could work two, three years. So they could work five years. Granted, nobody's going to put 10 years in to only work a little bit, but they could. They could literally be millionaires within two years just off of investing and saving all of their money, doing all the right thing never work another day in their life right so by the age of 30 something you could literally just be done you'll live a you'll live in a sixty thousand dollar house or a hundred thousand dollar house living off of forty thousand dollars a year but you're not going to do that because you put in all this time and you put in all this effort right you so again that goes back to the well the person that got these well they put in the same effort they put in the, sure they didn't go above and beyond and do all this stuff they didn't want the prestigiousness they're still a doctor right yeah. Like, and again, to me and doctors, it takes the old guy to teach the young guy what he's seen before. Right. Like, and I think a lot of the old people get burned out because they've seen the same thing over and over and over and they want to see something new. Well, you know, when I was graduating, I was sick. Yeah. Um, when I was doing my capstones and, you know, one of the big complaints I had was I didn't want it to knock my GPA. Yep. And I had a lot of people go, why do you care? 
because I want to graduate with highest honors. Yep. They're like, well, but what does that really mean to you? Nothing except I. That's what I want. Yep. I work hard for my grades, and and honestly, I don't work that hard, but I worked hard enough. And I'm an A student. I want the highest honors I can get. Yep. You know, and and Mike's somebody I I find to be very intelligent. I graduated with higher honors than him. It's annoying. Well, because I don't think Mike. Mike didn't effort. have to apply himself to right. get his grade. He was like me, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, you know what? I learned enough. This does it. It comes natural to him. And there it is, right? Like, yeah. That's the easier way out and took easier classes to get it. But yeah, I mean, just, hey, this is, it comes natural. He's a really book smart guy. Yeah. Courtney is a very book smart person. I, I seen the work she put into it and stuff like that. But like, I would have no problem being, again, I can get a D. All I have to do is show up. Well, you know, not even just that, but like all I have to do is 60% of this quiz. So all I have to do is memorize 60% of the questions. I don't need to memorize hundred percent of them because I don't care. 60%. Right. Like how do I pass this test? How do, because guess what? I'm going to learn hands-on in the field of how to do this. Right. I was um, a C student in high school because you know, yeah. I could just show up and get a C. Yep. And that was good enough. That's, that's, that's all that matters. Um, so sorry, we we tangented a lot. All right, let's get back to the debt ceiling. Okay. So the next thing you need a beer? I uh, know I'm good. Uh Republicans wanted a freeze on overall spending for 10 years. <laughs> Dude, the economy couldn't but a rise in deficit spending while cutting other budgets, which basically meant social programs. Yep. The agreement that was agreed upon kept non-defense spending flat for the next year. And a 1% raise in 2025. Defense spending would be increased to $886 billion, which amounts to a 3% raise on this year. No budget caps after. The White House estimates government spending would be reduced by at least $1 trillion. Final calculations have not been released. Full funding for medical care of military veterans would also increase in line with what President Biden had sought, which, of course... The Republicans really wanted the increase in contractors because that's who lines their pockets. They don't really care about the veterans when they come back. Sure. Um, no, if you're not working for us, what do we care? Exactly. So uh, this is one of the things you liked. With the public health emergency officially ended in May, Republicans argued for the relief funds that were not spent to be returned. The Congressional Budget Office had estimated this will amount to about $30 billion. Uh, Republicans wanted to toughen up the distribution of welfare benefits by attaching strings that would mean able-bodied recipients having to work to get food and health care help. Democrats were adamant against it. Um, welfare that was being looked at included Medicaid, SNAP benefits, temporary assistance for needy families. Medicaid remains untouched on the deal, but the age for which work requirements are included for SNAP was raised from 50 to 54. Okay, I'm fine with that. Because, really, uh, you know, because, again, we can't touch our 401 until 59, 59 and a half. And a half yep. Okay, so I'm fine with, unless you're on disability, then you lose your snap right. anyway. But, like, if you're on disability, I understand. But, like, really, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight the fact that you should be working something to get some of these benefits, right? right. Like, I will help you if you're not making it on your own. Well, so I will not fund you to not help yourself that's the problem we have is 
we should be helping these people that are willing mm-hmm. to help themselves, but we don't do that. Nope. Well, that's what other countries do so much better than what the United States does is, absolutely. is if you're making like, let's say your bills are $2,000 a month and you're making a thousand, they will supplement that other thousand to help you get ahead. Whereas we'll say that sucks. You should get a third job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we have such small amounts of money that equal poverty in, in the sense of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, when you get out of poverty, you lose so much that it doesn't, so there needs to be again, but I also think that there needs to be a system that looks back into it. Right. So when these, when these raises that everybody fought for, for inflation comes into play, start lowering this, right. Nobody has a problem. Again, if you get taken $20 away from you because you're making more money, but now you have to pay that. You're not going to see the $20 do it over a period of time. I'm not asking for it to be done right away. If you happen to hit a lottery, sure. You shouldn't be doing it, but like help, help these people grow and learn and educate and develop you know, you brought up U.S. military, which I know is a very touchy subject. It is. It's such a touch. If you're not a military person, you know, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. These people died for your freedoms. I I appreciate what you've done for me and what you've done for America and things like that, right? I'm not afraid to admit it. But the U.S. is accounted for 37% of the total um, military, uh, sorry, is roughly the size of the next seven military budgets around the world combined. China, Saudi Arabia, Russia, UK, and India, France, and Japan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you look at it. And, and out of those countries, who are our allies? United Kingdom, India, France, Japan might be a question. They, they are there. Since we, since we bombed them. Uh, that's a horrible joke. Um, but you know, so China and five out of seven, right? And so, again, like this is, we're we're talking about spending more and more. Like, do we? Well, if we spend more, we wouldn't have an attack on the World Trade Center. No, like we had more of an attack than we probably should have, right? Because that the first plane, and you had X amount of minutes. Don't quote me. I'm gonna say seven to thirteen minutes to figure out there's a possibility this could happen again. Why the fuck didn't you ground these planes and say right now? I understand that people can't just land right here at the spot, but like if you're in New York, if you're in the Pentagon, it took people on there to stop them to throw it into the fucking ditch. Like the uh, we're not like we have the most spending. We're still not doing fucking the greatest that we possibly could. Like th- this is what blows my mind. Do you know Pearl Harbor was preventable? I actually have heard this the the story. Pearl Harbor yeah. was preventable. Yeah. They they knew about they, it. they got radio contact that this was going to happen yep and it was ignored because yep. they figured oh well that'll never happen yeah, of course but again we don't trust the intelligence we're given because you know somebody else goes well i can't trust that that there there's no way not a reliable source right which you know if we err on the side of caution maybe maybe something can be avoided in all honesty when you looked at the whole pearl harbor thing if they let them know hey listen there's a possibility of an attack. Maybe all the servicemen aren't sleeping in that morning and they can't bomb those destroyers quite as easily. Right. Or, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through a situation, David. It is the day before the day of, well, it happened early in the morning, the day before 
Hello, America. This is the president. Just want to let you know that uh, we've had a threat of an attack, and so we're going to ground all air flights in and around Hawaii. Anybody, you know, we're we're sorry to cause any problems. Are you going to be upset that there's a threat in America that you can't no. fly and you don't get to go on your vacation? No. Granted, there's going to be a Karen that's like, this is our dream cruise. Like, fuck you. I care more about a thousand than I care about one, right? right? Like, you're going to have a good time. I don't care about, like, and granted, people are stuck there. I'm sorry, it sucks. And I hope that your employer is a decent human being and goes, hey, you know what? Other people didn't die and this and that didn't happen. But, like, the fact is, is I take every threat. I mean, we just talked about my own personal threat. Right. Right? Like, I take every threat as a serious fucking threat. Like, if you say something, you're doing it, right? Again, I'm a man of a handshake. Like, you say it, it's going to happen. This is what it is, right? Like, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up, right? If I don't, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I don't think I can, but I'm going to try, but don't be mad if I can't. Like, that's how I'm going to put it, right? Well, again, my wife thinks I'm a horrible person because I always assume the worst. Yeah, of course. You and I both do. I'm going to assume the worst. That way, if it's not as bad as I think it's going to be, I can handle it. You know, everybody says, oh, it's the boy that cried wolf. You know what? I don't care. I don't err on the side of caution, Mm -hmm. like 100%. You know, um... So, I I'd like to look up that statistic sometime. There was there was something about um, the amount of things seized is less or so is is more. Sorry, the amount of things seized is less than before the attacks that are actually getting through. Yeah. Um, and it's yes, it's like they're not even catching these things. We're spending all this money, and there's. You know, oh, well, people aren't bringing it in. No, like people are bringing, they're just not catching it because, like, they have statistics that show, hey, I brought this in and got got away with it. Right. So, well, I mean, you can look at it even like from a weather aspect. Yeah. You know, I've driven in weather you probably shouldn't drive in. 100%. But I have never driven in weather in an area like, you know, I 94 is notorious for this. They'll get a hundred car pile up. At least I have never gone, hey, I think I can make it through that. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Because I err on the side of caution. I'm like, nah, not re- there's a couple roll offs on 131. I drive safe enough. I think I can handle that. Yeah. There's a hundred car pile up. I think I'm going to avoid that. Maybe I'll stay home today. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I drive home, drove home from that trip, uh, like Seattle or whatever, or Montreal that I took, where yeah. your wife got mad at me for not coming to your house after, but I just wanted to be home. Yeah. But it literally took me like two and a half hours to get home yeah. from Grand Rapids. Yeah, because yeah, it was awful out. So that's a horrible drive. Um, but there were no. It was it was like two o'clock in the morning, so there was no traffic. I literally just set my cruise at like thirty-five and just went with it. Yep, and and you know I've I've only turned around on one trip, right? And I was bringing my niece to Chicago. And it was for tenth birthday type thing, and uh, I like your sunglasses, Addy. Got four miles, and it was just sliding, sliding. And we seen seven cars at that point. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, "Look, I've never turned around ever in my life. I will drive through everything, but I think we can go next week." And this is fine, right? And I was, and she's like, and "I was like, look, at this moment, it's going to take us nine hours to get there. You're going to lose, if not longer, you're going to lose out on half of this time. We could just plan for next week. We'll still do some fun shit here." Right, like okay, great, and then it turned out everything was fine. Right, again, I can replan my whole life. I just can't save a life. Right, right. Like, you have, like, I do have to ask. I was just more about like people dying and stuff like that. 
No, I just we, what we're, talking, you on. we're talking about the uh, the U.S. military and how much they spend. Yeah. Um, and how it's thirty seven percent. It makes up thirty seven percent of the next seven nations of spending um, combined. And then yeah. we were talking about avoidable things. Avoidable, yeah. I say Pearl Harbor was he, he think could have maybe been avoidable. Nine um, eleven. Well, you know, and there's this new. I, say, I read something that Pearl Harbor could have actually been a lot worse than it. Oh, it definitely could because because they attacked the actual like ships. Oh yeah. So the big they, thing that are... they have attacked a little more like inland where like the dry docks and stuff are where they repair the ships. They could have like really just damaged their entire like West Coast Navy. One of the big things on on Pearl Harbor was none of the aircraft carriers were in the harbor. Right. They were all out at sea, so yeah. they didn't get any aircraft carriers, which meant they even didn't the get thing other than either. the things that sunk, like most of the ships that they did damage to, they could pull into. Yeah, there were the only dry docks and repair, and they were able to repair them in like a year and a half to two years, and that's why like when. Iwo Jima and like Guadalcanal and stuff were a hotbed. We were able to have a full force. Yeah, there were only three ships that were sunk that were not able to be risen. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, I say, I don't know. The, but back to, right? Yeah. They want to add more to the U.S. military budget. Yeah. And it's like, man, why? Like, when is enough enough? Right. When are At we going to say, hey, the only reason, basically, they're trying to do that. The only reason to do that is to think of either A, we're just going to do something to take out like all the terrorists out there to make it where they don't even have a place to, like they're just all bad, or they're expected to go to another war. Well, a lot of this is uh, well, they're worried about contractors. Russia. It's it's the contractors yeah. that are getting rich. And that's the part that just BS. Like, really? Nick's listening to a voicemail right now. So I'll while he's doing that, here. I'm going to add in like yeah, go ahead. Going back a little bit because I missed kind of the tail end of student loan forgiveness, or we got way off track. Yeah, you mentioned the teacher in Florida. Yeah, who was told after ten years, like if she were to count up her money, like if she's already paid a hundred thousand dollars for her student loans and still owes a hundred, and she only took out fifty at that point, that entire yeah, at that and, point, she's paid a reasonable enough amount of interest where she should feel like she has either very little to pay or it's clear. Yeah, I and, mean, and, giving giving a ten thousand dollar benefit to somebody who just got out of college and hasn't started paying back is like, no, I think it's at that point you try to revamp it to where maybe they're only, you know, hey, well, maybe and, the interest they've already accrued or whatever. Yeah, and and I agree with that, right? Like I, I do. Yeah. I I think yeah. that the the way the the way that it's written, especially after they redid it, right? Because I I think, at least how it was told to me, I might have accrued interest. I don't know, Mike. All I remember is just paying the stupid debt. But like I was told, hey, you don't have to pay this back until you're done with college. Actually, I was told it was six months after your last day of college. Um, I mean, you are young enough where I would anticipate you were at the earliest. They weren't as predatory as they are now, but they were moving to that point where you were probably accruing interest from yeah. the moment you get it. Now it's just they've been able to set it up in such a way where 
not only are you accruing interest from the moment you do it, it's not yep. like you can be like, okay, we've accrued interest and we're going to accrue interest for another, you know, five years post your graduation. And then at that point, we're going to lock what you up. Cause it's a thing like you sign, you mentioned it, you sign on a mortgage, you know, ex it may still be, you know, two and a half times what you, your house is worth over the entire length of the loan. But you know that that's all you're going to pay unless you you opt to refi. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I, I have no problem changing it to something like that. Um, but this is also, again, why we talk on Bucks and Brews. And this is why it's yeah. really hard. People are like, well, I can't go to college if I don't have the money and there's no way to get the money and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, guess what? If everybody stopped going to college, colleges would either, A, make it cheaper, they would um, – change their their loan yeah. stuff right they, they would make it so that people would come there because it's a huge business also um you know these companies would stop relying on having to have a college degree right again if you're promised i i think the only people i can say that are promised jobs are the ones that go to harvard law from from my understanding there are probably a few everybody like you're talking harvard yeah i mean you're talking well from the La Crema schools. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the only people I've ever heard that say, hey, the graduating class is all offered guaranteed lawyers' jobs is from Harvard. I've never heard of any, I've never heard of Cornell, I've never heard of anybody else. All I'm saying is everybody is guaranteed to well, have it. Just an offer. the fact that Harvard advertises it, because at some point they might have lost people to like Yale or other places like sure. that. So Harvard says you will be here. But, but a guarantee, and I mean, but the, Difference if you go to Harvard Law, I mean, if you're getting accepted to Harvard Law, you're probably already on the top tier of students anyway. Sure, but if you get through Harvard Law with a D average, yeah, could you really be guaranteed a job over somebody who went to U of M Law and got an A an A average? Oh, I see, but they're just they're just guaranteed, right? I mean, but the whole point is, is I tell people not to take debt right so again if you're if you're telling me the only way to go to college is to get debt then don't go to fucking college right don't do it like stop stop making these bad decisions and my point is is if everybody thought that way if everybody said hey my parents aren't paying for it this isn't happening i have to take some sort of debt the amount of college would go down or the amount of um you know the, the way debt is written would would change you know again if you're you know, probably both, right? Like, hey, you know what? We'll give you the loan because it's the little bit that you need. And, yeah. And, and, and you know, it might slow the world because, right. sure, you wouldn't have college debt people at 21 years old because 18, you, 17, you graduate, 18, 19, 20, 21, four year degree, 21, you know, now you're, now you're into the thing. Great. So you've worked for the first five years, seven years, 10 years, or whatever. And then you go back to school. Well, then I have a family. That's again not my problem, right? But like, well, you're also hoping if you go, done it's going to force people to go so much longer. It's going to force people to go so much longer before they get into debt, and then they're going to go. Well, do I want to take this debt? Is what I'm promised guaranteed? Again, I'm not telling people not to go strive for their success, do whatever, but you understand, and especially with how much is out there now, with how much knowledge is really out there about how shitty loans are. I mean, it's been out there for quite a few years and there's yeah. still people going to debt. Like, where do you draw the line? I mean, do you give it only that few year gap where it was like, hey, we actually pushed it in media? Because, dude, I mean, you and I set up at night and it was like, 
Are you at home sitting on your couch? Get up and make the call. That's all right. Call this institution. I can go back to college. I can do that. Like, so again, if, if it's ever sold on TV, you don't need it. <laughs> so and if college is sold on TV, you don't fucking need it. But well, you know, hey, what I'm, you're I, talking I, about his college. Mine is sold on TV. Sold on, which is fine. But okay, like here, I'm going to throw this out. I don't know if you're young, able to remember this, but I know you will remember like ITT deck. Yeah, I teach the deck. Yeah. And the commercials that they would have. Like, I was talking to a family I've known for, at this point, like literally almost 20 years at the graduation party I was at on Sunday. I was asking about their oldest son who only wants to be an electrician. He's decided he wants to be an electrician. Good. He's going to Kalamazoo Valley Community College's program. He is still required to do all the general ad requirements. Yep. He should not have to. Well, no. and, that, and that's the whole thing. When you go to college for that, it's stupid, right? So if he went and yeah. worked for an electrician company, he could be an well, apprentice. He would put his four thousand dollars in. You have a go take his up. test, and then he would be he'd be an electrician, right? And then he puts more hours in and becomes a master electrician. Plain and simple is the difference is, is like when we say, hey, this is the this is the easy way to become it. This is the smart. Well, you don't want to you don't want to become an electrician as an apprentice. Why don't you just go in with a little more knowledge and everybody? Then you have to step up. It's not fucking true that you're taking stupid classes. You don't I even mean, you're still you're still having to do do the apprenticeship, no matter maybe a shorter apprenticeship. Well, but even that these schools should literally just be like there should be a school that's like, you know what? We're going to teach you everything to know you would need to know to get through basically your first like year of an apprenticeship. I was talking on the phone that's with somebody all today. You have to learn about. Was it you? We were not. talking on the phone. I was talking with my buddy Jeremiah, who joins us once in a blue moon. And I said, you know, here's the difference between my wife and I. I want to be great at one thing. My wife wants to be okay at a bunch of things. So jack right. of all trades and a master so, of none. Right. So, but like when you look at an electrician, okay, and this is a very broad, very generic example, you're taking three wires for the most part, right? A neutral, a ground, and a positive wire. You're wrapping it around something. So, you need to know what you need to wrap it around, how you need to run it, how to do it. What the fuck does a general ed science class have nothing about it like sure you have the opportunity to become something different but the fact is i want to teach you how to wrap this and i'm going to teach you how to wrap it well and this is what you're going to do you're going to systematically be able to put any electrical into any place yeah. now you have a bigger wire why did they make let's go to like your wife you talk about more money your wife, your wife more does money. your wife does is it occupational physical therapy she's occupational but even in general other than maybe a few classes that could help her understand how to interact with patients sure every class she takes she should have taken for her degree should have been toward her degree yep it should have to be extra like history classes Mm -hmm. unless unless the history is based around how we screwed up in the past with ot and where we are now right well that would be but again that would be like that would be like when i was wanting to do Psychology is something. I took a class about kind of how psychology evolved. It was strictly about how it went from like you know Freud and his thoughts to some of the behavioral stuff to like getting into like a you know a combination of nature versus nurture going into it. I'm like that was a meaningful class. Me taking a class about modern European history 
doesn't matter. All it does is teach and, proves and you I, I can look at a book and pass a test. I understand you're smart, Mike. I do. Okay. But here's a question for you guys. Yeah. When's the last time you've ever used pi r squared? Oh, it's cool. Okay. I mean, I honestly don't use that. Okay. Because okay. it has no impact on my job. But is there a lot of things I've learned in some of my you've dialed in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny and save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and bucks and, and brews. brews. Bucks and brews.